0: Two lies, one truth. Me and Warren Buffett are best friends. We used to smoke J's behind the gym shed at Woodrow High in 96. You're listening to Off the Top Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to another one. Um, The reason I'm dropping Warren Buffett's name today is because we're going to be talking about investing stock today. But before we get into that,
1: uh, Julian how are we doing? Doing pretty good I I think you're gonna have to catch me up uh, after this podcast about you and Warren Buffett catching up behind the gym. Sh-
0: yeah you know it was just me Sloan Ketter, Johnny Hopkins and uh, Brennan from the Step Brothers so it was a good time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> crazy crazy it sounds like a, a severe investment in time and in today's society we find that the access to digital apps and to money is a lot easier than it has been in the past. And we felt it was an appropriate time to kind of break down the large amount of apps that there are out there that you may have heard, or you may be using and kind of break down some of the differences, you know, some of the different purposes, and hopefully help you out if you are interested in starting to invest using these apps.
0: I think that's really well said and effective today is since this ease of information and this plethora of options that we have as far as anything and investment apps are, you know, no exception to that. So, you know, diving into this, hopefully what you can get out of this podcast is that we, you know, you're going to learn a lot about the options that are out there. You're going to learn a lot about the options that you're using and, you know, learn the pros and cons of some of these guys too. So jumping into it, uh, what do you think? um, Well, do you use any of these investment apps,
1: Julian? Um, I have not used any of the apps yet. And the reason behind that is essentially i want to make sure before that i'm using these apps that i'm in financial shape and by being in financial shape i want to make sure you know i have a good emergency fund saved or savings saved up i want to make sure that i'm able to pay my bills on time and have extra cash or extra money that is able to go into a budget to invest And I want to make sure, you know, what my long-term and short-term goals are so that when I do do my research and learn from this podcast about these apps, which one best, best suits my needs and where I'm looking at to allocate my budget. Very well said. And I think, I mean, that's, that's really, really
0: sound thinking and logic when it comes to you make sure that we're all set. And then let's go and venture in, you know, investing in X, Y, or Z. And let's say that we get to that point, there are a few options that you have. As far as, you know, if you wanted to just look into pure, uh, you know, stock trading and um, trading of different, um, well, mainly stocks and then derivatives once you get a little bit more advanced in there. But what I would recommend, the thing that I do is I do use Robinhood, um, which is probably one of my favorite um, you know app investing or like investment apps and uh, I'm sure you guys have heard of it it's basically the whole premise of it is that it's the best or I've heard in art, read in articles that it's best for trading stocks for free
1: yeah and Robinhood is a free app and it really works with like jordan said stocks and etfs and the nice thing about it too is as we progress with society and everyone wants to know what bitcoin is or what digital currency is robinhood now supports small features for bitcoin and ethereum so that way if you are interested in both worlds of digital and physical money uh, robinhood's got you covered yeah, it's also, I mean, kind
0: of exactly uh, to to pick up where you left off. The really cool thing about Robinhood is that they're kind of, I feel like on the leading edge of a lot of the stuff. I mean, granted in their inception of, you know, free trading is in the fact of you don't have to pay commission fees when you buy or sell, you know, equities or any, uh, you know, any um, investment vehicle that they offer which is really awesome. And so what else do they do? They also allow you to trade like Adidas and a few stocks that are outside of basically the US stock market, which is really cool. Another thing too is that they also allow you to leverage up here and there. And and the meaning of leverage up is that they will basically Um, Once you sign up and you have to pay for a premium membership, you will be allowed to use like $5,000 more of your, you know, of what you have as far as cash goes to trade and stuff through their platform.
1: And with Robinhood, one of the things that makes it stand out is it's more for the sophisticated investor, someone who understands how the market works or some strategies or some things they may be looking into when investing. Like Jordan said, looking at foreign markets or understanding, um, you know, the ETFs and stocks or how the market is moving at that point. And that's really the great thing about Robinhood for being free is it's your foot in the door to be in the real world market and work on um, various scales. But with that being said, that is also one of the cons of Robinhood As if you are a novice or, you know, infant in investing, it may be a little bit over your head and what is going on or it might be it may not be leading you as far forward as you'd like it to. Very, very
0: good point. And that's something I was going to mention, too, with the plethora of options and the scale that they allow you to kind of like work within the investment world and the tools they allow you to have, uh, there is, you know, it's a double-edged sword in the fact of, if you know how to use these things and you've educated yourself and you've kind of like had some experience, then it, you know, turns into a different thing where you have, um, Extended, you know, like our you know margin accounts and uh, you know you're trading in options and things of that nature. When if you're somewhat of a novice, then some of those things can be a little daunting and kind of usher you away from some of those good features. But in the same sense, that's uh, that's I feel like kind of more of a well-rounded look of Robinhood and the fact of it gives you a lot of options and maybe it's not that beginner-friendly, but there are a you know a chunk of apps that. I would assume are very beginner friendly and kind of usher you into the investment world with, without, you know, almost dumping the world of options on you. And
1: Julian, do you have one of those? Um, an app that isn't going to dump the world of options on me. Uh, yeah, I would say a great one for beginners from the preliminary research I've done is I really like what Acorn has done so far. Mm, Yeah, the infamous acorn.
0: And for folks who don't know what acorn is about, there's uh, a few that follow the same line of acorn. So I'm going to just if you guys will play, you know, work with me, I'm going to lump in a few others like stash uh, and put that into the acorn treehouse. Uh, pun intended. So what Acorn does is basically it allows you to contribute funds to uh, sectors and industries in the sense of uh, and it's a very interesting way as well. So basically, let's say that me and you, if we're out for coffee and i have an acorn account and i'm like now you know you're my favorite listener of all of the entire world thank you for you know leaving a review on you know the platform that you listen to off the top on thank you for like hitting a like and stuff like that so i'm gonna take you i'm gonna like take you out for coffee charge the coffee on my credit card and let's say it comes out to you know four bucks and 36 cents and the, the remainder of that $4 mark to $5, which I'm probably going to get roasted on the internet, but I believe that's $0.64 cents if I'm not incorrect. And so that will basically get taken out of that transaction. You'll be charged $5 and that $0.64 cents will be going into your Acorn account. And what happens there is that it gets you know, distributed and and into an ETF
1: to basically whatever industry that you are interested in. And that's the one of the things I like about Acorn for beginners is it helps kind of track regular spend as well. So you get to see what you're spending Um, and where, you know, that spare or micro-investing, that spare change is being sent to from, you know, certain purchases. And the other thing that I really think Acorn does well is they've grown their business and this idea so wide that they have various partners such as um, Walmart. And if you are shopping at Walmart, the found money institute or found money essentially is what they call it invest that money into an account when shopping with certain partners so it's almost like a little added bonus when you're investing the downside with that being say, being is if you're buying something that is $3.95 you're really only investing 5 cents at a time but it is a great place to start and understand how that works and how you're allocating your money essentially that's that's i feel like why acorn has been
0: such a you know caught on fire with a lot of people is the fact of it's almost autonomous in the way of oh like you know i I just went out to grab some milk, but I also just invested into, you know, like my investment portfolio, so to speak. So that's very salacious that you have this kind of multitasking effect going on. The thing, though, is like you mentioned, Julian, if you kind of are investing five cents, you got to think as well that there are fees on top of that. And so uh, these are about... Um, I think one of the five professionally managed ETF portfolios that you can invest in on Acorn. So they're professionally managed. So there's a fee for that. There's a fee for um, basically putting your money in and just keeping it there. So eventually, depending on how much money you put in, sometimes it almost negates the effects of the returns at the end of the day. And so that's my one con for Acorn is that uh, the way it's built is beautiful, but sometimes when you look at real-world cases, uh, it stops penciling out a little bit, or basically those black hard black lines of this is a good
1: investment or not get a little bit more fuzzy. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why before you find one of these apps that works for you, is you should be um, doing your research beforehand because commissions and fees on these apps um, very drastically, I would say in some instances. Like you may only be investing 5 cents, but there's a fee on it or, you know, the minimum on this certain app is, you know, $500 investment. So knowing that beforehand um is going to help you out in the long run so that when you you understand that not everything since it's a free app is free or that you're only paying 1 month $1 a month that there isn't an extra hidden cost in there.
0: Exactly. And so that we can like move on. I know I mentioned stash earlier and how it's like still in that acorn family. And uh, so stash is basically very similar to acorn, but it doesn't allow you to invest automatically in the cases that acorn does allow you to. And sometimes I think that that is also a very, like, you know, a good idea as well. So for instance, you can manage your, you know, the money that you invest a lot more fine tuned or like, you know, have a finer tuned touch on it so that, you know, instead of like putting like 5 cents, 6 cents, 25 cents here and there, you can just like automatically say like, all right, so I'm going to, you know, give up, this X amount of money, put it in stash and put it in X and Y and Z things like you can do in both. And another cool thing, too, is that you can build your own custom portfolio. And also you can set up auto stash, which is a plan of basically reoccurring
1: investments, which a lot of these sites hold. Yeah. And one thing Jordan alluded to there was. The great thing about Stash is it's also a very educative platform. So it's going to help you with various articles, tips, reviews of the market. When you're making an investment, it's going to give you, you know, some sort of suggestion or bump to understand, you know, this is a trending stock or this is um, something that you may want to think about when investing. Um, And it's going to give you kind of that in between, between Acorn and Robin Hood. And that's something I really liked about it is having that kind of, you know, independence, but there's a little bit of backup to it if you aren't 100 percent comfortable in that environment, though most of the time it is micro transactions uh, or micro trades. It is still going to give you a lot more knowledge than um, Acorn is going to give you, but it isn't going to dump as much information on you, like Jordan said, with Robin Hood. I think that that basically really paints a really good
0: picture, Julian, and the fact of it's in that intermediary. And I think that's probably, you know, if you have an interest in investing and you just kind of don't know where to start, maybe that's where you that's where you kind of open the door to it just in the fact of you know you're you're a little bit more involved you're actually putting in the funds or you're setting up timetables where the funds will you know reoccurringly be extracted or added to your investment portfolio and in the same sense it's you know you're not going to be inundated with in-depth analysis or research on these companies but what it'll give you is just kind of this finer or like kind of like generally, you know, good investment practices and ideas to think about and principles and things of that nature. So it, it definitely toes the line or straddles it of being both. And the fact of, you know, it's, it's a slightly a little bit more like Acorn in the fact of, you know, it's not giving you in-depth analysis and stuff like that, but it's also on the same end of, you know, Robin hood where, it, you know, it's not transactional purpose or like, you know, transactional things that are helping you invest. It's you are actually, you know, actively looking into this and saying, I'm going to put X amount of money in there. And I would say if I was to do this
1: all over again, I'd probably go with stash. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing the other thing that I enjoy about Stash is that it kind of arranges these ETFs into, you know, user-friendly categories or companies so that they're a little bit easier to find and search. And that makes me think of kind of the organization of some of these apps, and that's where I, you know, eventually like the idea of Betterment. And what Betterment does is it's a combo of software or robo-advisors and human advisors. So these previous ones we've talked about, for the most part, have kind of been a robo-advisor where they might help you out a little bit or might give you some suggestions here and there. But Betterment is going to kind of give you the best of both worlds in that case.
0: Yeah, and so what Betterment is, I guess it's um, from my research, it's based out of New York and uh, it's registered on the, you know, securities, the SEC, and uh, it's like just an online investment company. And I think that this is one of those where it's, uh, you know, a lot of these are growing up or, you know, popping up and growing where basically it's almost like, you know, it's people who demand better is one of their, uh, you know, catchphrases and the fact of, you know, it's, it's for the actual investor and you can kind of choose what you want to do. If you're a new investor, they have a route for you in that. If you're kind of like a hands-off investor, uh, they have a route for you in that sense. And also if you're a hands-on investor, so they give you, they give you the, you know, they give you the options of what you want to be as far as an investor, and then they will help you along in that sense as well, which I find really, really cool.
1: And for someone who's a little bit more experienced in um, investing, what apps are you using, Jordan, at this time? Um, so I have a,
0: a, you know, a few that I use, obviously, like I mentioned, I use Robinhood. I also have like, you know, my banking apps. So for instance, like Ally Bank, because they do offer a really, really strong um, savings rate and they're not afraid to bump it up whenever, you know, uh, market factors uh, indicate to that being a best you, you know, a best move. Um, I also use... You know what, let me get out my phone so I can, you know, straight from the from the
1: horse's mouth here. Yeah, and it's crazy to see how easily accessible some of these things are, whether it be on your phone, which Jordan is pulling out of his pocket, or whether it be, you know, through your bank. There's all these different avenues in which you can go. And it's truly about finding what is going to work for you. Um, because everyone's different. Everyone has different ideas. You know, our suggestions may work best for us and our way of thinking as, you know, another direction may be best for you and your way of thinking. Um, So there's not saying there's only one way to do this or only certain apps to go there. There's hundreds of thousands of apps out there. And it's really up to you to find the one that you feel comfortable investing your hard earned money into.
0: Exactly. And so now that I have my phone up, I have an actual folder named finance. So I'm just going to run through all of these for you. And maybe a little bit uh, might be a tiny bit redundant, but you'll see what... I am into. So one the first one is Robin Hood which obviously we talked about. The second one is Seeking Alpha which basically is a equities and investment vehicles and in kind of like an economic uh, board where people will post articles that are very very well written about a current And future economic, you know, happenings as far as in the world of finance as well. So if you wanted to do some research and, you know, get the ideas of some very, you know, educated people and sharp guys in the industry, then that would be a good spot. Um, I have Merrill Lynch, which uh, my employer, uh, you know, had their 401k through. I have Ally Bank, like I mentioned. Um, I also have Chase Bank. I uh, have E-Trade, I have Mint, which isn't uh, particularly an investment app, but it does track like costs and expenses. And, you know, so I can see where my money's going. I have Ameritrade. And then finally, I have Yahoo Finance bringing up the rear, which uh, obviously will give me updates as far as what's happening. And, you know, I could quickly look and see like, oh, OK, so X, Y or Z is doing this. This is when... You know, this company's dropping their, um, you know, their earnings report or like, you know, their 10. 10Q for you know last quarter or X Y well, you know such and such. So those are the guys that I use, uh, and I probably use them. Probably you know the, the popular ones I use you know multiple times a day like Robinhood um, and you know Yahoo Finance. But for the most part, it's I feel like a little bit redundant. I have multiple you know stock brokerage apps on there, but. Uh, it's, uh, it's kind of like how I, how I just ended up and you'll have this, um, you know, when you go through life, you might have this, um, compartmentalizing as well with your finances where, you know, like I mentioned, an employer might use uh, Merrill Lynch, but you also use Robinhood and then the, your employee stock purchasing plan might be an E-trade. And so th- all of that, you know, happens, And I think the, you know, the key to managing all those things is just, you know, always checking up on it and, you know, taking the time to understand, like, this is what's happening right now. And if you wanted to, you know, converge all of those together, you can do that. And it's not too hard. But if you didn't, then that's a totally fine option as well.
1: Yeah. And like like we touched on, there's tons of ways to go about it. Um, Some areas where I personally... Um, step on the edge of discretion is the more to me, like, was that more so the apps, not so much the, the banks or institutions, but some of these apps. Um, you know, the more and more information you put out there. Uh, you know, the more and more your information is out there. Not saying that's a bad thing, not saying it's a great thing, but it is just something to think about and form your opinion about. Um, So to me, like, that's why I'm doing a lot of research before I jump into one of these to make sure it's something I could see myself being with long-term and being beneficial in the the long run rather than have my information in, you know, 45 different places where I'm only using five of those places. And my information is just sitting with this company, um, for, you know, something I tried out for a little, you know, a little while and I should have just done more research beforehand. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a very case by case basis for sure.
0: And another thing too, it's a very case by case basis when it comes to where you get your information, where you invest in, who you invest with. So don't, end your investment and app research and investment research in general with this podcast, I have strongly implore you to find elsewhere. And the fact of, you know, you'll find these interesting gems or, you know, you might stumble upon like e-money uh, companies, which is a whole nother beast where, you know, they're not necessarily a bank, but they're also... Um, This platform where you can hold your money you can invest you can do multiple things. So it's a you know, there's so much knowledge out there. I think the key is not to be intimidated by it and just kind of like take it one step at a time like me. Warren Buffett and, you know, those guys were doing back in, uh, back in
1: 96. (laughs) And I know, I know listeners you're asking, there's one thing you guys haven't touched on. There's one thing that's, I'm really interested in. It's worth a lot of money and that's digital currency. And at least for my research, it seems like the, the most verified place right now is Coinbase where I just learned the founder of Coinbase, the CEO, Brian Armstrong, just became a billionaire like yesterday the day before we pot created this podcast was which is absurd um so if you're looking you know in that digital currency space do some do a little bit of research find out where you want to go like Robinhood hosts a little bit of bitcoin and ethereum coinbase does a lot of it um it'll help educate you a little bit and you know if you're interested in digital currency feel free to find out you know what best suits you yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't think
0: that there's no, there's no bad leads and there's no bad, and in, bad information. I mean, maybe except like, you know, your, your uncle's buddy who lives on Redondo beach, who claims he made it big with, you know, Ethereum or, you know, Ethereum light. But other than that, man, just be sponges out there. Um, do your research
1: and, you know, always look at things with a shrewd eye. Yeah. And if you guys are, wondering what you should invest in. Uh, I think you should invest in off the top podcast. We love your support. Um, you know, give us a favorite or a like on your favorite platform, find us on social at off the top cast. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We'd love to interact with you and see your ideas. We've spoken with a few of you, um, a few times over the past week, and it's been awesome. So we really appreciate the support. Yeah, exactly. I mean, guys, we, we love you guys. You
0: guys are awesome. Um, you know, let's take this relationship to the next level and lock it in. Just subscribe, leave a review. It's, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be that cute story where I introduce you to my parents. Uh, we can be like, yeah, we met on the internet, mom and dad, but guess what? This
1: is true love. (laughs) All right, guys. Catch you later. Yeah, guys. It's the fastest archaeologist in the world, and we're running out of here. Have a good one.